Hello and welcome to the Sport Talk preview of this Saturday's racing up there at Rose Hill. Plenty on for the show today. I'm Todd Blum, brought to you by sportslaw.com.au. Kia Tancred Stakes Day, the 2400-meter weight for age event, one of my favorite races on the calendar, and it's co-main event, the Vinery Stud Stakes over the 2000 meters, the group one for the three-year-old fillies, one of the major lead-ups to the Oaks. Two very good fields in the group one races, and uh, the rest of the card is outstanding as well. We're going to go through, break down a few form lines of the two Group 1 features. We're going to have a look at some winners for the rest of the day. And we've got our segment also a bit later on in the show called Kingston Town Can't Win, the famous call from Bill Collins. We're going to break down the favourites and have a look at one that we're going to take on, one we think we can get beat, uh, and hopefully find a winner along the way. So let's get started. Let's keep things off with the Group 1 Kia Tancred Stakes over the 2,400 metres. Group 1 level, the only weight for age 2,400 metre race of its kind here in Australia, and it's one of my favourite races. Avilius is the top weight, and he certainly looks the one to beat. I can't entertain any of these horses overturning what he did last start in the Group 1 Randwick Stakes over the 2,000. He got the monkey off the back with the Group 1 in Australia, and he was just devastating with Kieran McAvoy on board. Interestingly, though, James McDonald takes the ride this start. Kieran McAvoy not on. So whether we read into that, or some of you might, but it's certainly not going to make a difference to me. He's the best horse in the field by a long, long way. And the horses are ace high and a toy coming through that round, but I don't see any of them toppling the form. The other horse I think is going to run second is Red Cardinal. He comes through the sky high, and I expect him to run second, but I just don't see anything beating Avilius. Currently $1.60. With uh, Bet Easy opened at two fifteen, and the punters just jumped on that. So he's starting a dollar sixty, and looks like he's going to be the unbackable favourite. But Sport Talk is sticking thick with our boy Villiers to take out the Tancred. Let's have a look now at the race six, the Vinery Stud Stakes, the Group One over the two thousand metres. Traditionally, a very very good lead up to the Oaks a little later in the Sydney Carnival. There's six main races that they're coming from en route to the Vinery Stud Stakes, two of which are the Group 2 Farlap Stakes ran a fortnight ago. Very elegant, the winner comes through that as the second, third and fourth placer, place gettings, Seabrook, Aristia and Quafila respectively, and Zalate also come through that race. She finished further back in the field, seventh of nine. The other main line is the Kembla Grange Classic, that's a Group 3, and Pohutakawa, the Cadolphin horse from the James Cumming Yard. She is uh, she won that race, and she's the only horse I'm going to entertain to beat Very Elegant, who looked very impressive uh, when she won the far lap, but she just overworks a little bit, gets a bit excited during her races, so I think there could be a little little weakness there. The distance, I'm not sure. The 2,000, if it's too much, can she settle? What will happen? I, I'm, I just, Pahutakawa, just shaping as a very interesting, cheeky little horse there. So we're going to keep both of them safe, but also out of that Kembla Grange Classic, frankly awesome, was running on for second. Scarlet Dream was third, streets to fourth and fifth and sixth throughout the race. And Graceful Glamour also comes through that line. She was further back, 10th of fifteen. Two other interesting horses to note, though. Nikita Jane, who is, of course, a group run winner. She comes through the ring with guineas against the boys. 
the 1600. So could appreciate the step up to the 2000. And the market's been keeping her pretty safe as well. And El Dorado Dreaming, well, she's scratched now, but she was coming through the Coolmore Classic against the older mares. She come out at 12.09 p.m. today as Friday when we go to air, which makes it a, a racing two for me. It's either Very Elegant or Pahuta Kawa. I think I'm just leaning to Pahuta Kawa on top, just solely the fact that she's a filly on the up. Very Elegant, don't get me wrong, a lot of upside to her, a lot of upside. But I think there's a bit of ongoing issues just settling through races, and I think the further she goes in distance, uh, the, the bigger the worry is going to be. But if you go back and watch her replay last start, it was 1,500 metres and, I don't know, she didn't get lost, but McDonald had his work cut out for her, James McDonald that is, and he's again sitting in the saddle on her today, so he's got a very good understanding of the filly at least and she's definitely a filly of the future. But I'm going to put Pahuta Kawa on top, a very elegant second, um, looking for a strong showing from Aristia third and Nikita Jane. We'll be thereabouts in the finish also. This program is brought to you by Will Wire Electrics. They cover everything from domestic, rewires, commercial maintenance, lighting and switchboards. No job is too big or too small for the team at Will Wire Electrics. So contact Will Collis now at willwireelectrics at gmail.com. Let's have a bit of a look at the rest of the card now. We head back to race one where we try and find some other winners throughout the day. The market's all about the top weight here, Bellevue Hill, and this is the 1,400-metre event. He looks like he's stepping out to the distance nicely, but we're going to take him on. Now, this isn't the Kingston Town can't win segment. That's still still to come, plenty more. Don't go anywhere. We've also got the Quaddy selections with a very healthy percentage for $10 too, so don't go anywhere. But we go back, switch our focus to race one, the two-year-olds. Strasbourg, the two. Peter and Paul Snowden, Kieran McAvoy on board, the best jockey in Australia. I tried to get him on for the slipper. Unfortunately, it didn't plan out, but I think he's going to love the step up in distance. And this could be a major player in the feature two-year-old races still to come in the size produce and the champagne stakes over a little bit further than the slipper distance. Latine, the Cadolphin runner, well, they've taken just about every two-year-old race in the country so far, so who's to say it'll stop now? I think he'll feature in the finish as well. He's around the same price as Strasbourg in the market at 550 according to Bet Easy. And Bellevue Hill should be in the finish, but I just think Strasbourg and Latine might be ahead of him in the placings. We shift to race two now, and this is the Group 3 event over 2,000 metres. Couple of different form lines to follow in the Bisley work where Neville Selwood, the Group 1 winning Australian Cup horse Harlem, comes through as well. The other one that's a bit of a watch for me is Libran. He's been kept to the 2,000 metres here when he could have easily taken his place in the Tancred Stakes. So Chris Waller might have a little lace up his sleeve there. That's one to watch. But the pick for Sport Talk here is Goatland. We like Goatland. He is currently at the $5 mark there, number eight from the Kim Moore stable. Blake Shin on board, and he's had two starts, his preparation for a first and a third, but I expect him to have a very strong showing on Saturday at Rose Hill. Moving along to race three, the Tullock Stakes, 2,000 metres. This is for the three-year-old Colts and Geldings, one of the key lead-ups to the Derby. And again, we're taking on the favourite, Madison County from the Murray Baker and, and 
Andrew Forsman stable with Tommy Berry on board. We're going Cassatot here at Sport Talk. We're sticking fat with Cadolphin here, and he comes through his third place in, in the Alistair Clark down here in Melbourne. He's currently at the $6 mark, bit of value there, but this is going to be a very tough race. But I just I think Cassatotti brings the right form line in. We saw Stars of Karam in the same race. He's gone on to run well in a Mornington Cup against the older horses, and Robbie Lang has warned his rivals that he will be ready to go in the derby. So he's obviously very keen on that horse. So Cassatotti ties in with the form there, and he's the one we're sticking with at Sport Talk. Moving along to race four now. And this is also, gee, the, the good races, they just keep coming. How can you go past Alizé? There's only nine horses in it. She's $1.85, and again, she might be the unbackable favourite, but it's hard to see her losing this. A bit of a forgive run from the All-Star Mile last start. Before that, she just looked indestructible with a bit of a picket fence before the All-Star Mile. Three victories after coming back from a spell. I'm not prepared to jump off her yet. She's a great mare, one of the top racing mares at the moment. Of course, taking Winks out of the equation, she's right up there as the mantle of the second best. So it's going to be great to see her go again. Race five now, stepping back to the 1,200 metres. And this is the E-Group Security Star Kingdom Stakes, the Group 3. And it's a tough race to pick this one. But, again, it might seem like a bit of a theme here. We're sticking with James Cummings, Kieran McAvoy and Trekking, currently $3.90. Uh, hard to in, uh, entertain any of the others. Esther Jarb, there's a bit of a warning from the Hawks stable. They're trying to recapture her old form. Will she bring it? She started against the older horses and uh, being the three-year-old filly. But I think Trekking is the one to beat in that race. So six and seven we've covered already. We move along to race eight. This Doncaster prelude, the Group 3 over the 1,500. Our value punters are going to lap this up because we think we've found one. Masker Time is the favourite at the moment. He's paying $5, but we're going to go one above him. My Nordic hero, Brent Navdala on board for Chris Waller. He's got a bit of form at the distance and he's currently paying $16. Now, we had a look at my Nordic hero. His last start in the Summer Cup over the 2000, he finished ninth of 10. That was back on Boxing Day last year. But his form earlier to that, he ran second of seven at Rose Hill, first of uh, over 14, first of 10 at Rose Hill in the Group 3 Festival Stakes over the 15, and then third again in the Villiers, which was a very well-contested race behind Skyboy and Aloisa. His first up form, he's a winner. And he's ran second from five placing, but second up's when he really comes into his own. He's had four starts and three wins. So he's first up at the moment, still fresh, but not that fresh that he's off a spell. So I really like this horse, and I think he's tremendous value at the $16 and one to watch as the market moves. We look now at race nine as we wind up the rest of the card here, and the only horse that excites me here is Star of the Seas. Again, sticking with Kieran McAvoy, gee, we think he's going to have a big day, and why wouldn't he? The best jockey in the country. And again, Chris Waller. Start of the season, he was very impressive last start. He's had three races this prep for two seconds and a first, and he looks like he's just hitting his straps nicely. Building up to the distance here, 1,400 metres, I think he is the one to beat. Plenty more still to come on the show. We're going to have a look at our segment, Kingston Town Can't Win. 
We're going to take on the favourites, see which of the favourites is going to get beat. We've already taken a few on already, but that's not the one we're really going to take on. And we're also going to have a look at the quaddy. As I said, very healthy percentage for just a $10 bet. Length and a half, Lawman. Kingston Town can't win. Then LA Bajou and the three-year-old Grosvenor running on. My Axman took the lead from Fearless Pride. Grosvenor coming down the outside is after them. My Axman in front. Grosvenor and Kingston Town flashing. He might win yet the champ. Grosvenor took the lead off. Oh, Kingston Town swapping them. What a run. Kingston Town wins it and to Grosvenor. It's now time for Kingston Town Can't Win this segment here on Sport Talk. When we preview the races, we're going to take a favourite that has no chance of winning. We've just gone through the tips and we haven't backed a favourite in every race, but we've found one where this bloke just has no chance. We think, and it's race two. Uh, now, a lot of people call this horse Ghostland. We call him Goatland. We go, go the goat down the outside and we are taking on Mossendale. Two duck eggs in his two runs, his preparation. They said there were excuses last start in the All-Star Mile of the 1600 there at Flemington, but I just don't see this horse winning at this track, at this distance. He's got good form in the heavy, but that's only going to get you so far. It's a very quality field. There's Harlem, the Australian Cup winner. Libran, we said, is already a watch. Uh, Emperor's Way brings a different form on and a very talented horse and just look like he's ready to strike this prep. But it's all about the goat. It's about the goat land or goth land, but we call him the goat and we love cheering him on down the outside. But the horse this week for Sport Talk that cannot win, Mossendale. It's now time for the Sport Talk Quaddy, and we're going to go very, very skinny here today. We've got the $10 bet. We're going to work out the percentage for you, and we're not picking 15 horses in the race. We're not spending 100 bucks to get 10%. We are getting straight to the point. We kick off with rate six. We're taking two horses in this leg. The three, very elegant. The eight, Pahuta Kalwa. We like Pahuta Kalwa, very elegant. She's a very talented filly, so we're sticking with those two. Race seven, no mucking around. We're not mucking around at all. I've already said it. I'll say it again. No mucking around. We're taking Avilius one out. Can't see anything beating him, so why are we wrecking the percentage? So we've got the one Avilius in race seven. We move to race eight. Now this is, uh, we go a bit wider here. We go a bit wider. We're going to be a bit cheeky. We're not going 15 horse wide, though. We're only taking the four, my Nordic hero. Adds value, and we think he's good at the odds. Five, Mask of Time, looks well-placed. Seven, Chaonic, also looks a very good chance from the Chris Wallace stable. And number eight, Seaway, sneaks into the quaddy after a scratching in race nine. But that's the leg that we're a little worried about. So we're prepared to take four in there because we went skinny in races six and seven. Moving along to race nine, we're going the two legs again. Mahalinger and Start of the Seas. The 7 and the 10, race 9. So those numbers, race 6, 3 and 8. Race 7, number 1. Race 8, 4, 5, 7 and 8. And race 9, the last leg, cheering at home while we're alive. 7 and 10. $10 bet, 62.5%. A very, very healthy percentage. And like you say here on Sport Talk, we're not spending 100 bucks to get 5% and we're not putting 15 horses in every leg. We're getting straight to the point here at the Quaddy. 
And that's all we've got time for here today on the Sport Talk Racing Preview. I'm Todd Blum, brought to you by sportthought.com.au. Of course, Will Wire also support the show. Any electrical needs you may have, get in touch with either us or willwire at gmail.com to find out what they can do for you. Excellent service, excellent team, and they know really know what they're talking about. Let us know what you think of the show. Get in touch with us, Instagram, Facebook, Sport Thought. We're at sportthought.com.au. Also, if you download the Anchor podcast app, you'll be able to record messages and send them into us. We might even play some on the show. But for now, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Sport Talk.